listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. So I'm curious, guys, just doing a quick little check-in. What did we see this week? I saw Maleficent and How to Train Your Dragon 2. Okay. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2 was awesome, wasn't it? It was really, really Ah, good. I loved it. Sarah, I saw everything you talked about, and I Mm -hmm. really thought about it, after, especially after our episode. You know, a lot of the points you brought up about positive reinforcement versus, you know, the abusive style of training, overpowering and intimidation and stuff. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was really impactful and important, and this film did a really, really good job at teaching it to children. Yeah. You know, putting it at their level and making it so obvious and the story of Hiccup and how he progressed and how he matured and his his story has been just incredible. It's a really good arc. So I think DreamWorks really succeeded. So I really liked it. And Maleficent was cute. I mean, there's a really, really good twist. I liked the twist and how they changed the whole concept of true love's kiss. Sure. That, yeah. I thought that was the most important part of the whole film. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, of course, it was just kind of like... I just thought it, like, really... <sighs> I guess what could have been a really complicated character with an actual internal struggle, it just made her... Uh, uh, she Everything she did was simply a reaction to something that a man did to her, and I think that, I think that uh, took away some of the complexity mm. that could have been mm. there. And I'm not saying that, like, on a feminist scale. I'm just saying that on, like, a, I mean, because on a feminist scale, like, I really, I, you know what? I did kind of appreciate the fact that she kicked ass and took names after what was effectively a rape. Yeah, in leather pants, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. but, but <laughs> I, think, I, th- I think as far as a complex character goes, mm. they did not make her into one. Yeah. No, I feel like they just re-envisioned, basically, the, what the original Disney film did was make this Sleeping Beauty, Beauty story and right. her happy ending. Right. They gave Maleficent a happy ending. Yeah. And, yeah, there were a lot of plot holes. So yeah. I think it was, it, it could have been done better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I thought I mean, it, was it was visually I, stunning. Oh, yeah. It looked, it looked good, mm-hmm. except for, like I said, Prince... Phil. Oh, I just wanted to punch him in the fucking know, face, right? I know. Right? Wait, wait, are you talking about King Stefan or No, the I'm Prince talking Philip? about the Prince Philip. Oh my god, I thought mm. his hair was the cutest. <laughs> I thought that puny little piece of shit needed to get like his ass kicked. When was she annoying. was carrying him through the castle and he's just like floating there. He's chilling. I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> I will probably I be skipping the movie. Um Yeah, well. But I did enjoy the Harry Trainer Dragon too. You know, it was it was actually I think it was on par with the first one as yeah far as a story, I don't want to spoil too much of how the story unfolds, but it definitely took it into new territory, which mm-hmm. is hard for franchise movies to seem to do nowadays, so I thought that was kind of cool. Can I, can I, can but, I bring this well, point? Oh, sorry. Go I was going to say, but visually I think it, it one-upped the last one. Just totally. the amount of dragons, the amount, uh, mm-hmm. the introduction of, no, this is kind of a spoiler, but not really, but the introduction of these alpha dragons. Mm. Right. The and that and their face. stories and the introduction of the new character who I think was in the trailer, so we can say it, but but Hiccup's mother. Mm. Right. Like, can it, I? It, yeah, go It's ahead. so awesome. Dude, okay, that introduction, I got Miyazaki vibes. I feel like oh, they yeah. were kind of paying tribute to sure. those epic films because yeah. the character design and the... The way that the scene was structured, that the kind of mystery to it, the elusiveness, the ethereal quality that the mother character possessed in that one moment, was really fantastically yeah. portrayed. Like yeah. I loved that Did. moment. I had no idea what was going on, but I was like intrigued. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Miyazaki's great at taking what we perceive as fantasy and just kind of turning it on its 
its head a little bit. I like that they've they really diversify this world. Like it's not just one type of dragon. There are different breeds. They mm-hmm. breathe fire different ways. We've now introduced that they also have the ability to breathe ice. Oh, that was so Which cool. was really, really kind of cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and there's different types of fire. There's fireballs. There's the full-on stream. There's the napalm effect uh-huh. that you get from like the Night Furies. Mm-hmm. So that was really like, I, when you have someone put that much detail uh, into creating that world, it, it makes it a lot more fun. Totally. And it's just, and the fact that you don't need to know, okay, these are the kind of dragons that there are. It just kind of folds itself into the story was mm-hmm. really, really neat, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, I thought this film was one of the best of the year because of the way that they were able to integrate different styles and different themes and um, just communicate a really good message just so effortlessly. Yeah. 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 Really well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on 4th of July, I did get a chance to review a bit of Captain America. Oh. It was fun. I would say, much like that movie, it's it's fun. I think Captain America 2 beat the crap out of that movie as far as quality. <laughs> oh, it's right? true. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. I think um, they learn, they just, uh, with every movie, Marvel learns a little bit more. Oh, yeah. The, the one thing that seems really inconsistent is Armin Zola. Because mm-hmm. Armin Zola in the first one, he's this very reluctant follower of the Red Skull. He doesn't look like he's following Hydra's principles mm-hmm. willingly. And yet all of a sudden... In Captain America 2, we find out he's, like, this evil genius who's been secretly, like, working, you know, I got an explanation. I have your explanation right here, Brian, if you'd like to be sated. Please. Okay, so at the end of Captain America 1, spoilers, Red Skull either A, dies, or most likely was transported to some other dimension only to terrorize us in the future. So... (laughs) I think you, it's the, at that point. Yeah. At that point, you don't see Zola, and uh, after that, very much. So after he isn't under the thumb of the Red Skull and try and every other scene you had him in in the first movie, he's with the Red Skull, but on his own now that he's his own consciousness and isn't answering to anybody, you see his true colors. So you think he was just he was just scared of the Red Skull and not? Fuck so yeah, much. I was scared of the Red Skull. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> Fair enough. He's Aww. a little puny fat guy with glasses. And, you know, the Red, red skull Skull's is... the fucking Red Skull. So, of course. Yeah. And enough. the Red Skull, if I'm not, if had had similar powers to Captain America with regards to strength, correct? Yeah, because he was injected so with So why Earth wouldn't skins. he be scared of him? The guy could fucking crush his skull in his hands if he wanted to. And he's basically a super Nazi, literally, uh, yeah. as far as how he feels. Yeah. So, Which, well, I don't know that that wasn't the subtitle to it, Captain America versus the super Nazi. <laughs> that movie would have sold. Like, they would have sold Mecha way Hitler? more tickets. Yeah. Mecca Cap- Hitler, Captain just America. like fucking Wolfenstein, the end of the first <laughs> Wolfenstein game. Um, uh, I, personally, I would have gone for uh, Cap the Red Skull, Dawn of Fisticuffs or something like that. Dawn of Fisticuffs. <laughs> nice. That's classy. That is really fucking classy. I, th- I also think they need to drop the A and just put an apostrophe in there. Captain Murka. Captain Murka. Captain Murka. <laughs> there, there was a great bit on... Uh, on Conan years ago when the movie was coming out, it was uh, Captain America rejected prototypes. <laughs> so, and there was like, and from, one was from cap- different countries. One was Captain America Ferreira, which, which was, <laughs> he comes out and it's, and it's got him, it's the Captain America outfit, but he's got an ugly Betty uh, ugly face Betty. Yes, on his, he's like, and he's like, I will not rest until ugly Betty is put back on the air. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Captain America Ferrera, everybody. America Ferrera. Whatever happened to America Ferrera? Um, she's doing stuff. She does stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, doing stuff. I mean, Theater? she got she got accosted on the red carpet not too long ago. There's Ooh. yeah, there's that um, 
accosted, you say? Yeah. Is it this... the same dude that like rubbed his head in Leo's crotch? <laughs> yeah. No, so it's this guy. It is the same guy? He, yeah. yeah he my, my, himself... my fiance watches TMZ, so I watch it, so I know about all these things. Okay. Yeah, well, so... I don't know them, so Sarah, tell me. So there's this guy, I can't remember his name, but he considers himself a journalist or like a shock journalist, from oh. like, but he's from British press or whatever. Oh, it's the one that squeezed the water in Tom Cruise's face with the flower I believe so. Oh he's God. the guy who tried to kiss Will Smith. <gasps> yeah. Um, and at the, and what Boundaries, he did to Boundaries. what he did to America Ferrera was um, he went on the red carpet and stuck his head under her dress. Eee! Hello, that's yeah, too far. That is too far, as oh far as I'm concerned. Hell yeah, no yeah. fucking way. Did yeah. he like, get a look or something? Or just oh like... no, they no they pull him off. They oh, they God. find him and they pull him off and they arrest him like every single day. Oh well, time. I'm, of course. But I'm wondering like what position he was in, like what sort of he, like he crawled he in under like he crawled in like came up behind her. Went on his back and went under her dress. Oh and she was wearing a this floor reminds le- me, she everybody. wearing a floor-length gown. Oh. Whoever the fuck is in charge of work visas, maybe stop giving this British dude a fucking work visa and yeah. maybe tell him he can't come back to America since every time he fucking accosts a celebrity. For all yeah. you know, he's a citizen. He can't be deported if he's a citizen. He can be deported if he's a uh, permanent resident, I think. Oh, but, okay. So he can't be deported. Anybody can... out there would like to shoot this man in the face? That is also <laughs> an option. Or how about... I would settle for a restraining order. That seems to be, you know, fairly normal. So if anybody wants to shoot him in the face with a restraining order, please (laughs) What I want him to do is I want him to do that with some woman who is not going to put up with that kind of thing. Not that America Ferrara would have, but, you know, like... And Angelina do that to Jolie. Gina Carano. Taking a really? letter to his eye. Gina Carano. Yeah, so yeah, someone, someone Gina Carano, exactly, uh, who will basically just break his head off with her feet. Exactly. Yeah. Ronda Rousey. Go try to do something to Ronda Rousey. I Dude, I want, I want to see, like, an electric fence around all of Southern California, and any <laughs> single time he tries to go into it, he gets, like, a really bad zap. Like, I have no problem for shock collars for humans. That is, oh Sarah, God. that is one step towards Kurt Russell surfing a tsunami <laughs> escape from LA style. You're like one step away from escape from LA. But, but and we I'm, can't have but that again. I, I can't have an escape into LA. That's what this is. is escape uh, you into do also LA. Re- you do also realize that that's going to be used as fodder for the conservatives who don't who are very anti uh, you know undocumented I know, immigration. So I know. But then I can going... put shot collars on them too. Yes. Just... Shot collars wow. for everybody. You get a shot collar. You get a shot, shot collar. Everybody gets a shot collar. <laughs> wow. All the people I don't like get shock collars. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. This took just a very <laughs> dark turn. This just got longer, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my it God. just got epic. According to the context of what you're saying, you don't like stalkers, and apparently you don't like people from Mexico either. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying, no, I'm friend? saying the conservatives get shock collars. Yeah. Oh. I, See, I that's like... not how it came out. That oh, came no, no, out like no, no, you were trying no, to give no, the no, illegal. No, 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 no. I'm totally pro immigration. Absolutely. I was, I, you know, change it up a bit. We're all a melting pot here. That's fine by me. I just don't like conservatives. Sarah just hates everyone <laughs> equally. It's okay. And I just realized I said I don't like conservatives on the podcast. I'm sorry. You know, you can disagree ideologically and still I, like I, the person. Yes, this is true. This is absolutely true. That's what intelligent adult people do. Yes. You disagree with them, their politics. Yes. You agree with them as a human being. Yes. I'm disagreeing so. with all of you, and I think we should get to the topic. Yes. <laughs> so you want to know what movie I saw today? Yes. Or I, what movie I saw. We haven't uh, talked about either of those. Sean, Sean, how about Sean then, Sarah? Okay, go ahead, Sean. All I watched on Independence Day was motherfucking Independence Day because thanks to the Encore channel, they showed it like four times in a row, so I caught it 20 minutes in, Nice. watched the rest of the movie, then watched the first 20 minutes, 
and then said fuck this and just watched the whole thing again <laughs> and yeah. I had a America. rock hard America boner the entire time and I wow. enjoyed it did you did you do what Dave did and like watch this July 2nd part on July 2nd no, watch the July 3rd no, part on July 3rd that's genius no. yeah that's what it Dave is does. genius but I didn't have time for that shit I just watched yeah. it all on Independence Day you're like I have a job I, what I did do is I did watch the monologue I called oh, it up on YouTube shit. we will not go quietly into the night <laughs> exactly it's like that's a really powerful monologue. Like that is a really shitty movie, but it oh. is a really Fuck. good monologue. Yeah, Your yeah. Yankee blue jeans, bitch boy. <laughs> that bitch movie boy. is genius. And you know what? I was watching it and realized yeah, it's not that great. But our childhood, <laughs> Thank you. Brian, our childhood, our childhood, childhood. So on Independence Day, I went to a friend's house, and he has two TVs in his living room. So of course, we had a lot of stuff playing on in the background. Nice. Uh, on one TV, Fight Club was playing. Fuck yes, yes that's American. Um, and then on the other one, without sound, while we were playing Cards Against Humanity, uh, somebody decided to start playing this movie called The ABCs of Murder. Huh? And what? it's the weirdest fucking foreign film that I've ever seen in my entire mm, life. Look it, it is. Up. A maybe it's the ABCs of death, but I think or, or ABCs of murder or something like that. Either but, way, what? <laughs> um, so it's like a bunch of short segments, and like one of them is F is for farting, and one person dies from a fart. Yeah, and the ABCs it, of death, and it's disgusting. It is honestly the one. It is the most horrendous movie I've ever seen in my entire oh my life. God. I didn't even have to hear it, and I was disgusted by the farting death not just farting death but it wasn't just farting death there was like there was like some one really weird one that was Ooh. death by hydroelectrocution and oh. but the but the thing is is the two people were like dressed up as dogs oh my god and it was like during world war ii and it didn't really make any sense and then there was another what? one where it was a cartoon and some girl like drowned in the bathroom and her poop floated out and hit her in the face and it was like <laughs> the whole thing was just god awful it's really surreal it I pulled like. it up did you, it was, did you eat a bunch of mushrooms on Independence no, Day no <laughs> this movie exists and it's weird and disgusting Sarah, it says are you handed a brownie I by was, chance no I or did a cookie not, no. any kind of baked good that may have had a funny taste to it no, no, no. it says A is for apocalypse B is for Bigfoot C is for cycle D is for dogfight E is for exterminate F is for fart G is for gravity H is for hydroelectric diffusion. Yeah. What? No, that was the one with the dogs. Swastikas. What? Yeah, that was the one with the dogs. I is for ingrown. Okay, I'm done. All yeah, right. you're I'm, done. I'm, it's I'm, just I'm it's done. gross. It's gross. <laughs> no more. Um, I, I but... don't even want to know what J is because J can no, be no, 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 so no. dirty. And um, J is for jackal. And so Attack. what I did to clear that out of my head was uh -huh. today I watched a movie that I haven't seen in a very long time, but I love it with all of my heart. A Mighty Wind. Oh. Christopher God, Guest mockumentary, which Yay. leads us to our topic. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Roxina Berry. And I'm Sean Moriarty. Sarah, you are the goddamn queen I of segues. I fucking am, You deserve dude. an award. <laughs> <laughs> that was if beautiful. If you were a Girl Scout, you'd have your Segway badge. Which, what would that look like? Yes. Oh, my God. Like, I, it would It would be a picture of a Segway. Yes. That's what it would be. How, <laughs> how does one artistically represent a Segway without, you know... I, for me, it's two people with like this kind of like, hmm, <laughs> these thinking faces. And Sarah's just similar going, with a big smile on her face. Yeah, right, exactly. Did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because um, Sarah invented the Segway badge, the Segway badge is just her face. 
Yes. That's what oh it my be. god. Sarah discovered her consciousness could travel back in time. Yes. So she actually invented the Segway. Yes. For a long time, be... there was all these French people who didn't know how to move from one topic to the next, and there she were, was. Can it be? Can <laughs> Sarah's face be the one where you're biting your lip? You're like, yeah. Oh, mm. the thing where I, the mm. face that I make when I'm usually, I'm usually humping something. The the, yeah, the friendship the dance sex face. face. Oh, we all okay. love it. Yeah, Do the friendship dance face. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen. I know yeah. you can't see this, but you can feel it. <laughs> I prefer the quivering lip from the meeting. Oh, the dance. seduction dance. Yeah. Oh, the one where I just dead face and open mouth. Just. I don't know if I. Oh just my god. Fucking, I don't know if I'm fucking twisted, but my yeah. favorite Sarah's face is the one from her old blog image where she's got like running mascara, coming <laughs> to the skies. That's hot. That's that's crying, that's Sarah. My one. favorite Sarah face is wearing the True American crown. Personally. Oh, oh shit, that's right, True American. Yeah. Which yeah. Trisha is taking over. Your friend Trisha is taking over. Well, no, the the crown lives at our apartment. Oh, though, okay. But we play it every year. I mean, three people won the crown last night. So. Oh wow. Because <laughs> we play several different games. Anyway, oh, uh, point American. being, that's a really long tangent um <laughs> however so it happens to be this year the 30th anniversary of spinal tap Ooh. so we decided it was only appropriate thank you by a suggestion from roxy Woo! of course um to do an episode about mockumentaries and mockumentaries did not start with Spinal Tap, however. Mm-mm. No, not at all. Um, they've been around for quite a bit. Um, I know kind of some of the earliest styles of mockumentaries that I saw were um, in, like, segments in Monty Python's Flying Circus. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, they definitely did that. They also did them a lot in Saturday Night Live when Christopher Guest was on there in yes. the early 80s. That's a lot of where I think his insp- like uh, he got to work on some of that stuff. One specifically that I remember was a sketch that they showed on one of their sports specials recently that oh was my about God. the male synchronized swing. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Yeah. It's, him, so it's, uh, it's Henry Shearer, Martin Short, and then uh, Christopher Guest plays the swim coach, which is actually very similar to Corky mm-hmm. in uh, Waiting for Guffman. It's like, if I do that again, I'm just going to kill myself with a Vegematic. Um, <laughs> remember, remember that. I don't swim. I'm well, just, I I just not that strong Strong swimmer. swimmer. <laughs> it's wow. hilarious. I think my favorite earliest form of a mockumentary was definitely Hard Day's Night. Yes. The uh, Beatles yeah. one. Yeah, I was, I was totally going to mention that. <laughs> Even All You Need Is Cash, the one where it's like making With, fun of the Beatles and they're called the Rudels instead. <laughs> oh, the Ruddles, yeah. The Ruddles, yeah. And that one was done by Eric Idle, who was nice. part of my Monty Python. Yeah. Um, that's, right. a real, that's a really funny mockumentary if you well, guys are interested totally. in that one. I'm trying to remember, which of, what, a couple of the um, a couple of the Monty Python guys were... Close to the, like, and George Harrison, it was, it was. So George Harrison was a producer on um, Holy Grail. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they were, yeah, they were all friends. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. There you go. There was yeah, a close so connection there. And yeah. honestly, the Ruddles one did not come out um, until 1978, long after the Beatles had broken up. So Fair it was enough. kind of like. You guys are fucking living. killing me right now. The idea that there was a party I could have gone to if I was a little <laughs> older. <laughs> I mean, the fucking Monty Python and the Beatles just blows my mind. Uh, just oh, just imagine a no. baby, Sean. Well, you know who also was. George Harrison's best friend was Eric Clapton. Nice. Oh my God. That's why Layla, the song. Okay. Because I, George Harrison d- okay. originally was married to so, Layla, or not Layla. But. Her name wasn't Layla. Her name was Patty Boyd. Patty Boyd. And Jet you. was George Harrison's first wife. Mm-hmm. Eric Clapton was his best man. Mm-hmm. Eric Clapton was in love with Patty Boyd, wrote Layla, and eventually they got together and then wrote the song Wonderful Tonight was about her. But oh. the Beatles' oh. something was, uh, it was, was about, about Patty Boyd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful Tonight is my... Uh, dad and my stepmom's reception song that's cute Aww. that's yeah. cute it's a good choice dude okay woody allen was the best oh, at mockumentaries take i watched the money and run zelig too or yeah. Zelig. Oh, yeah. oh my god it was so good but oh. he's also so good at like 
even looking at Annie Hall, where he he can take a segment yeah. and just you know go Shakespearean with it and talk to the camera, you know, breaking that, the fourth wall. Sure. Exactly. I mean that, in a way, is somewhat mocking in documentary style, right? Because it's so much about you're observing the story. It's yeah. not so much that you're you're seeing the story. Well, you are observing the story, but you're also getting commentary on the story at the same time. You I don't know? know. I mean, I think the way that we want to look at mockumentaries is the fact that they're making a commentary on that style of documentary filmmaking. Well, the, and or if you're breaking the fourth wall, you're not necessarily participating in a documentary as much as you're engaging an audience in mm. your internal monologue. What yeah. I would I what I would argue is I mean, yes, I agree with you, except I would say that it's not making uh, it's not making fun of the style so much as using it, using that style as a means of kind of poking fun at a a subject. Sure. Well, yeah. And or, a, you know, a segment of the population. Or people. Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. The people. Definitely. Definitely. And I think it kind of bases it off of the whole it's actually a French style of filmmaking cinema verite. Absolutely. That, and it also leads to this whole very deadpan very natural form of acting that can even make like if you're making a mockumentary it makes the jokes even funnier yeah, yeah. you know just the style of documentary filmmaking because the style of documentary filmmaking as a documentary filmmaker you're going into it you're not sure what people are going to say just like when you're making a mockumentary you're allowing for it's it's a lot like original improv theater you have a story that you're going to go by you have plot points to hit and in between whatever happens happens that form of filmmaking documentaries lends perfectly to make something yeah. Yeah. that's a parody of it because in the same vein you're not sure like I said before what well, people are going to say well mm-hmm. I, I have a counterpoint to that um, yes I mean that's definitely true it also depends on if there is a script because you know in some cases there is a loose outline sometimes there's no outline um, and B it, in like true documentaries it all depends on, on your style there are some people who don't look for the story they shoot as much content as they can and find the story. And then they find the story in the post. Mm. For the mockumentary of, or the documentary? For Well, for documentary. For documentary okay. filmmaking. That going, is a, it is a common style to do that. Sure. However, yeah. um, there are a lot of people who go in, uh, Michael Moore, who tend to go in with a message in mind. Yeah. yeah. So that's exactly. the more popularized yeah. versions of I think when you're talking about the improvisation stuff, I think that, I feel like, and I, I don't have any evidence to back this up, so I'm sorry, but I feel like that's more of a modern convention with the dawn of the christopher guest the christopher guest one's kind of starting with spinal tap or really where the the improv come through Mm. Mm. um i mean don't forget an early mockumentary was also um the uh war of the world's radio broadcast that's right orson wells yeah Yeah. so like so that's another i mean that's those are just kind of some of the again some of the early examples and ways you could have done it however i it's definitely kind of caught its stride and had a rebirth i think with um with spinal tap that Mm -hmm. kind of changed the game on everything Thing, right. Right. Um, also, a guy dropped that gorgeous was yeah. a total mockumentary. Oh, exactly. That God. kind of a gorgeous script. That movie. Right. See? Right. The so, swan ate my baby. So it's are just... we all cops, Dad? Nice, John. Nice, John. You know the babysitter's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it really just depends on who's making it and again what they're going for so um yes drop dead gorgeous uh borat and bruno Mm -hmm. like these are these are all things that you would not have been able to um get if it wasn't for spinal tap yeah which which sarah you said was a chris was one of the christopher guest ones and just so nobody sends a shitty feedback i know what you meant but yeah so it is christopher guest helped write yes well everyone's just considered a writer in that movie because everyone right improvise the scenes. Rob Reiner directed it. Christopher Guest wrote yeah. it. It is still considered among the Christopher Guest uh, yes. band of movies because it's also using a good amount of the same cast and the same style that Christopher Guest did when he then directed it. Yeah. So 
it's still it's still fair to kind of call that in the same in along the same style. Okay, just like how to be or not to be yes. is considered a Mel Brooks movie, even though he didn't um, write it or direct it. And let's be honest, Christopher Guest's character is like the best part of Spinal Tap. Oh <laughs> my god, god. Nigel Turfell. <laughs> oh what it god. speaks to is you. There's a personality that kind of creates this gravity. I don't want to say gravitas because it sounds so lofty, but pretentious maybe. It sounds pretentious. Who said exactly. gravitas in an interview in the actor studio? Was it? Um, which actor was it? the guy who plays in Twenty Four? Oh, uh, Kiefer oh. Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. That the guy asked him like, "What's your favorite word?" And he's like, "Gravitas." Gravitas. Um, <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> all, 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 all gravitas means is having a sense of gravity. That's yeah. so. Let's just use the English word for it and it's not try to sound like you are a douche. Um, <laughs> I believe the new term. So, the anyway. new term for that would be would be Clooney Bullockos. Bullockos. <laughs> <laughs> Use, oh my god, that's so stupid! Just use gravity. Don't oh my be a god, douche. that was an Eric level I think joke. Eric, I know Eric jumped in my body. <laughs> god, wow! Jesus Christ! Jesus. Okay, what I mean is it, that, it, but it rolls off the tongue, doesn't no, no, it? it? No, no, it does yeah. not. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, want to build a snowman? Don't think about. No, sorry. No. Let it go. Let it go. Don't think about it anymore. Oh, as I was saying, as I was saying. Here I think I there's stand a, I think, I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I think there's a a personality that creates a sense of gravity toward a work. Yeah. And whether you want to call it the Artur theory or not, I don't think it is because it can doesn't always have to be a director. It can be an actor, as we see with Mel Brooks, who is there's right. such a a force of storytelling that it yeah. just everything just kind of connects the dots because mm-hmm. of of that person. And Christopher yes. Guest is, is so much part of that. But then also. I mean, Spinal Tap would not have been successful if it wasn't for Harry Shearer and Michael McKean, who's been oh in God. all of the movies since then, too. Mm. And I, I, oh, God bless those Except three, because when they come back doesn't... and reform their band in A Mighty Wind yeah. as the yeah. as the Kingsmen, oh, my God, it's so good. I stand so, corrected. Michael McKean was not in Waiting for Guffman or yeah. Best oh, in Show. No, he no. was in nope. Best in Show. He wasn't in He's Almost in Heroes. Show. Oh, that's right. Thank but you. But Almost Heroes was not... That wasn't a mockingbird. Almost heroes. Mm. Are we talking about fucking Chris Farley, Matthew Perry? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Almost That's uh, but, it, but he is. We've mentioned that twice in the last Chris month, Farley. and it bugs me that it's even made the podcast that that movie exists. Yeah. I know. I, that's like that's um, more. But he was just he was just the director on it. So when I'm talking about the Christopher Guest mockumentaries, yeah, what we are talking about are very specifically. It's uh, this is Spinal Tap, Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, A Mighty Win, and For Your Consideration. Okay. She didn't yes. see. So those are the five of them. I've seen all of them multiple times. Nice. Because um, <laughs> I really, really love Christopher Guest, who is actually a baron. That's right. He's part he of the peerage. Blood, yes. And he's married to Jamie Lee Curtis. Hell yeah. Yeah. So he's British born or he has British No, he's British. He His is... father is British born. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because he doesn't, because yeah. he has an American accent. He's That's dual. Why. He has dual citizenship. Oh. But he does such a good English accent, doesn't yeah, he? Right? Of course, because we all know him as Count Rugen. He was amazing. Yes. Count six Rugen. Six he was man. the six fingered man. Yeah. Which, oh, I can't. I swear think it's going to be done. In my mind, he's Christopher. Not to 50 guest. That's how I think it's <laughs> Not yeah. to 50. Not to 50, but these go to 11. Really, that's all this is, except accepting of sucking water. Yeah, I'm he's... Sucking he's that, there's a paper for a film class right there. Christopher Guest and his use, use of, of measuring by numbers in film. Yes. I love these go 50. to 11 these and not to, to 50. 11. And tell me, this is for posterity. And so be honest. 
How do you feel? I love Christopher Guest in Best in Show with his dog. Yes. Oh, with the bloodhound. Yeah. It's exactly like each other with the big teeth. Um, ventriloquism is a very ancient art. <laughs> it goes back to the ancient Egyptians. And, and really, okay, But his so dialect his, and his, his accent and the dialect was perfect. He, you could tell he knew that character. But, every, but he's one of those really great actors who definitely... I mean, he falls into every role that he does, and yeah. he kind of, like, gets lost a little bit because, honestly, I know a lot of people who don't put two and two together that this is the, this is the six-fingered man and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and if you look at the guys from Spinal Tap, it's pretty easy to pick out Michael McKean and Harry Shearer. Christopher Guest kind of transforms. He, he, yeah. he blends yes. very, very well. Yeah. Chameleon, absolutely. So, but, like you were saying, he really needs his cast. So... We do have a lot of reoccurring characters. So we do have Harry Shearer and Michael McKean, um, Catherine O'Hara. Sure. Which is, are they all SETV kind of alums? Oh, yeah, as well? a lot of them are yeah. all Second City alum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ed Begley Jr. Yes, Ed Begley Jr., um, Jane Levy. Lynch. Jane Lynch. Eugene Levy. So, fun fact Eugene Levy has, um, with the exception of This is Spinal Tap, he co wrote all the other yeah. documentaries. Yeah. He's, he's great... amazing. And he's hilarious in Mighty Wind. A too. Mighty Wind is like his best fucking character that I've ever seen Eugene Levy play ever. It yeah. is so good. And I mean, okay, really, I'm a little biased. So, A Mighty Wind is tied for best mockumentary yeah. for me in my in my idea next to Spinal Tap. Because... <laughs> I will say. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's because and I grew up on folk music. Nice. So like yeah. the Peter Paul and Mary's, the Kingston trios, um, and those types of things. Like this is like like it's like my my core childhood. So when it, that movie first came out, I was the youngest person in the theater to go see it. Nice. Everybody else was like in their, you know, forties and fifties, my parents' age, and yeah. I was laughing just as hard as the rest of them nice. because I'm like, Oh my god, this is so that scene. This is so <sighs> that music. And at the very end of that movie, at the end of their concert when they're singing the they're singing A Mighty Wind, yeah. which is the song. And they're, you know, saying it's blowing peace and freedom. It's blowing equality. And at the very end, they say it's blowing you and me. I was like, I just, I lost my shit. It was so fucking funny because that is exactly how they would end a folk song. And it was perfect. And and the characters in this were so good. So Jane Lynch, really, it was because of the Christopher Guest movies, because of Best in Show and A Mighty Wind that she even got noticed. It's totally true. Absolutely. Her relationship with Jennifer Coolidge in Best in Show was literally the greatest. God. comedic lesbian relationship ever. It was awesome. And <laughs> I, I, I literally was laughing out loud like crazy when Eugene Levy when the beginning they were like, no, I can't dance, I can't dance. I, I have two left feet. So he but I wasn't left. kidding. And then the camera pans down. Yeah. Just, it's just that awkward. He is so good at that awkward face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this these movies are how I know who Fred Willard is, you know. Sure. Oh yeah. Fred um, Willard's a really good guy. Really, really Parker good. Parker Posey. Who I mean oh she's, my God, I she's an indie queen, but Parker like Posey. really. Yeah. No, she's yeah. underrated, absolutely. She's so good in these. Um and Harry. She Shearer was a shining just... light in Superman Returns and all yep. that garbage. Days <laughs> <laughs> are confused. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean right? I, so good. Parker Posey was one of my favorite parts of the uh Josie and the Pussycats movie. I so I have a good crush on Parker Posey. I love that. You name. had a favorite part of Josie and the Pussycats? Jams what rewatch that, that movie. Wasn't Rosario Dawson's awesome rack? Rewatch that movie. It's better than I remembered it. It's better than Spice World. We'll say that. Hey, that should be on the front of the fucking blue. That's it's better than Spice World. 
Yeah, it does. It does have more of a coherent storyline than Spice World. It doesn't matter. It's Spice World. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Everything. Lady is Sarah can't m- say it's better than Spice World because she loves that shit. Ladies, <laughs> yeah, of course I do. <laughs> ladies, we, are we women or, were we, or what are we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's simmer down now, ladies. Simmer do down. Not include, talk smack about Spice I'm, I'm, World. I'm, I'm including <laughs> you in that list, it. Sean. Look, come on, let's move yes. forward. Uh, mm. Jennifer Coolidge, Bob Balaban, like these are all like again reoccurring characters that just. I mean, he he's effectively kind of created his own little like repertory of of people that he goes to to make these movies, yeah. and and why these people have fucking fantastic improv skills. They are needle yes. sharp, and that is required for this because he is definitely one of those people who very specifically goes in. Um, they have their characters, mm-hmm. and they have note cards for a scene of saying, "This is kind of roughly where it's going. <laughs> like this is where this is where I need your character arc to go. How you get there is kind of up to you." I think one of the like a really good scene to kind of see an example of maybe where that was going was um, in a Mighty Wind when you have Jane Lynch kind of talking about her character yeah. and how she married her husband, um, and they became the boners. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and right. she and she said that you know she was growing up in a small town and um, like just outside of Chicago and it was very white trash and there were so many of her and then so she left town when she was fifteen and met one of the original cast or one of the original players of the new of the Main Street Singers started working in a sex shop and then got into porn and she was just kind of like saying oh we made movies of the adult nature wink and then next thing you know she's like yeah and then I learned how to play ukulele and uh, when I took the role in Not So Tiny Tim and then he was just like. <laughs> Like the whole delivery of that thing, I'm, I'm like thinking pretty much probably the porn thing was probably entirely improvised. Oh my God. Yeah. She probably just had to like, how would you come into this whole thing? And here's thing? what I love too, is they will they will do that bit and then they'll go back and they'll create a cutaway shot yes. that validates that. So yes. good. I, I've heard that one of, two of the only, I guess, occupations or activities that actually util- that utilize both sides of the brain mm-hmm. are rap music. So rapping. Yeah. And improvisational. That's fair. Stuff. So yeah, that it's fair. that really actually uses both sides of your brain. So you have to be of a certain caliber yeah. of intelligence mm-hmm. to be able to successfully be an improvisational yeah. actor. Yeah. You really do. So these yeah. people are all intelligent, intelligent, incredibly intelligent people. Yes, and also kind of having that delivery too, and which is really interesting because apparently Christopher Guest, um, as he was saying, because they were kind of like, well, what's your personality? Like they expect him mm-hmm. to be making jokes the entire time, doing deadpan all the time, but. He's really a fairly serious guy yeah. when he's not in front of the camera. He's into politics. I mean, he's a baron, and yeah. he used to go to parliament all the time, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, yeah, no, very intelligent activist and, uh, like, professor of arts and stuff. I think he, like, he does lectures. and he goes I, That across, would not surprise me goes around all. the country, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's married. To Jamie Lee to Curtis. To Jamie fucking Lee Curtis. It, it bear is repeating. He yes. swooped in on that and got that. <laughs> Get it. But So what I want to do is, um, if we spend the last few minutes of our time here, I want us to kind of talk about what are our favorite Christopher Guest movies, mm-hmm. and then I want us to just love on Spinal Tap, because <laughs> this is what it really boils down to, because Spinal Tap, like I said, changed the game on mockumentaries. I have a really good quote for things you shouldn't say during sex. Perfect. <laughs> because So for me... Uh-huh. My my top two because you know I can't pick a single favorite. So like I said, Tide, A Mighty Win, and Spinal Tap probably best in show. Following that, then Waiting for Guffman, then For Your Consideration. Fair. So. Mine would definitely have to be Best in Show. Best in Show is your followed favorite. Followed by Spinal Tap. Yeah. Followed by For Your Consideration. All right, Sean. Sean. I gotta say, Spinal Tap is tied with Waiting for Guffman only because 
I have been a part of certain theater endeavors <laughs> certain community that, theater. Much, uh, that had characters that so <laughs> reflect like there were such reflections of characters in that movie and I was just laughing my ass off. And honestly, I was probably like one of five people I knew that actually understood that. <laughs> like understood that you, like yeah. yes they're making this up and it's hilarious and this is improv but at the same time they are digging deep with some probably people that they've met in their acting career Brian what about you uh, I gotta g- agree with Sean here it's a tie between actually it might be a three way tie three way wow, um, because I mean one you've got Spinal Tap which has got some of the best visual gags yeah. Ever, especially with the whole Stonehenge. Yes. Bit. Oh my God. And the <laughs> save it, save stuck. it, save it, save yeah. it. <laughs> and and, and the, go, okay. the going to eleven, right? Yeah. These go to eleven. Um, one of my favorite gags ever. Uh, yeah, waiting for Guffman, which being an actor, like it is so like, community theater is not that bad. It really isn't. There are people who really like they put their effort in, but I it captures this whole small town shoestring. Like theatrical production, <laughs> really, really, really well. That's awesome. And it's got some, again some great bits. I love I, quirky in that movie is hilarious. Like you, you are bastard people. You are bastard. People. <laughs> I just, I just hate you, <laughs> and I hate your ass face. I hate ass your ass face. face is the best line in that whole <laughs> fucking amazing. movie. It's like one of the best Ugh. curses Iconic. ever. I hate your ass face. I hate your ass face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use that from now on. Um, and you know. Best in Show is pretty damn funny. I gotta say, mm. Best in Show is. Yeah. I mean, but that. really, I mean, it's the it's the first two. But I, I have a hard time saying that that is the. I mean, it was the first really uniquely Christopher Guest in that he directed it. Yeah. Film. Yeah. But. Well, no. Um, Waiting for Guffman was before Best in Show. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, Waiting yeah. for Guffman oh, okay. is the first. Yeah. So it's that one is. I think that one I actually have to take it. It's like it's those two. It's gotta yeah. be Spinal Tap in that. Awesome. So. Let's love on Spinal Tap now yes. because I swear to God, when he's sitting there, like in that whole that whole just Christopher Guest and Rob Reiner segment that they use repeatedly. So that these go to eleven. The why won't you take your tag off your guitar? And the thing where he's explaining that his shirt with the rib cage on it is like actually anatomically correct. That if you were to take an X-ray of that. It, that's probably yeah. what it would look like. Oh, <laughs> like my, my favorite is oh my he's, he's taking the, the piano, the, that piano, the, the guitar. Uh-huh. Listen, listen. I don't hear anything. You would, though, if it were playing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I remember, the, I remember the first thing that made me laugh the hardest was the uh, cucumber or the pickle. Oh, my the, God, the cucumber in the pants. Yes, Harry Shearer getting go, going through security and having to take out a cucumber wrapped in tinfoil that he was using to, like, make his dick look tin huge foil. was fucking perfect. Uh, well, the tinfoil oil simulates no, fucking veins, uh, of course. Right. Yeah. There we go. Oh and my God. preserves it. And preserves who, it. Who got stuck in the like birth? It was very sure. He got but stuck he in still the pot. Sure the best moments it. in this fucking movie. He's still it playing the bass, and then the like when it finally time. opens, <laughs> everybody else has gone back in the pot, and he's like, "Oh God, now time to get back in." God Long ago, there were an ancient people. No, it goes hundreds right. of years before the dawn of history. Lived a strange race of people, <laughs> the druids. <laughs> No one knows who they were or what they were doing, but their legacy remains. <laughs> they left behind. I like the one. I like the, yeah, huge. And then like, the, like, 
What about the one where like he's like, yeah, they, he, they said that he died from choking on his own vomit, but they couldn't oh, verify no. whose vomit it was. <laughs> right. But like, but like their series of drummers who just die yeah, randomly and at the end, like one of them spontaneously combusts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, um, so good. When they're like, when they get lost backstage and they're just like, yeah, let's do it. That was used in the first preview for the film yes, in the original yeah. trailer. Yeah. They're coming. They're still coming. It's, wait oh for it. God, wait for perfect. it. John, I just, if anybody out here hasn't heard of Spinal Tap, which I know there may be some younger people out there that may have not heard of Spinal Tap <laughs> or seen this movie, but this movie was so good and so hilarious that the fake songs that they wrote ended up being played on stage live by the actors who toured yeah. as Spinal yeah. Tap yeah. for a while. It was right. that oh big. My yeah. God. It, That's so I mean, and the songs were actually really good. They're good. Too. I mean, but they're good, but they're yeah, good but the in the sense that ridiculous. they're like total cock rock parody, right? Yeah. So even like the ones where they're doing their flashbacks from when they when they stopped at Chops like, and cakes. Um, and then like the Beatles basically. They're, they're like, like doing the Beatles done. thing where they're like, maybe you love me. Uh, maybe you don't give me some money. Which has been, by the way, that song has been used in advertisements in the last 10 years. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, and then when they actually, you know, form Spinal Tap, Spinal Tap, and they're singing, um, tonight I'm going to rock you tonight. Um, <laughs> and big, and <laughs> So ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. That was my ringtone for a long time. No. Um, yes, of course it was. And then, um, and Big Bottom, which is probably one of my favorite tributes to the female ass, because just saying, talk about mud flaps, my girl's got them. The big like, how can I leave this behind? It's just... No wait, my bet. But the best line in that song is the bigger the cushion, the bigger the, bigger the, the waistband, the, the bigger deeper the, the quicksand. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was the bigger the cushion, the better the pushing. That's yeah, what that was. It is. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, honestly, when you have songs like Fat Bottom Girls, like hitting ma- like major charts, and then you're just like making it totally gross. Yep. Yeah, like '80s cock rock did. <laughs> I mean, the movie is so brilliant in that it is both. It, it is both a, a just genius improv comedy, but yes. it also manages to be a really brilliant, and I said it again, but I'm just it, that, that word just is the only word I can use for it. Parody of yes. and commentary on the like I said the cock rock hair bands yeah of, mm-hmm. of the eighties mm-hmm. yeah and and the fact that like you had you have people who are in bands at the time watching this mockumentary and going oh my I mean, god James that's Hetfield so true in the goddamn movie yeah that's amazing yeah. yeah. And they're just in there going, oh, my God, it's so true. Like, I remember seeing, um, oh, God, it was a, you know, VH1 80s, like, tribute thing. You know how they used to have those? Um, I love the 80s. That's what it was. And Alice Cooper was like, yeah, I've gotten lost backstage before. Yeah, we've had equipment malfunction. Like, that is so very true. Yeah. (laughs) I've been stuck in a thing before. (laughs) And it's funny that, like, oh, my God, this is so, like, I I get this. I love how they're not, like, offended by it. They're just, like, they're identifying with it. Yeah, yeah. Folks, if you don't know who James Hetfield is, by the way, Google Metallica. And why would you not know who James Hetfield is? I, How are you not a human being and not know? I don't, we have some I high schoolers who listen to our show. To I'm just saying. That. Oh, they shouldn't be listening. <laughs> Fair enough. Eighteen and up, kids. Sean is like Sean. You can tell is trying to quell quell the rage right now. <laughs> like I, 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 I fucking love Metallica. 
I had <laughs> seven still? shirts in high school at some point that were all Metallica album covers that I wore in rotation to school. Okay, but, Mr. But Sandman. still, Sean? Still like Metallica no, well, after I, Saint Anger? Okay, Saint Anger was garbage, Ooh. but Death Magnetic was Death a return Magnetic. to form. They went back to was it good? Okay, eight minute long solos, great songs. This is after, like, Saint Anger was like right when James was getting out of alcohol rehab, so he was in a very different place. Okay. So it was very, Mm. like, they were like, what if we were a garage band again, and we're going to turn down the bass like we did to Jason Newstead once Cliff died, and we're getting into a whole Metallica tangent. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. We need to... Um, Can we take a quick pause, because I have to pee like a racehorse. I'm sorry. Just go, man. Run, run, run. Yeah. Well, just you guys... You guys talk about me. Just go, man. It's fine. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to actually quickly um, mention the fact that I like the fact that television these days has so many TV shows that are based in the mockumentary theme and genre. The Office, Parks and Rec, Modern Family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. What else is out there? Oh, uh, (laughs) do you guys ever see Summer Heights High? Mm -mm. (laughs) And then Jamie, uh, what's it, High School Girl? It's all these two shows on HBO with the same actor forget his name but he's this australian guy and he's hilarious oh yeah and he basically dresses up as a teenage girl chris lily is his name and uh, it's basically an australian television soap opera mockumentary with summer heights high specifically one of the characters is jamie and she's just like this her name's jamie king right she's a super popular preppy girl mm-hmm. who's like a total bitch like oh, mean yeah. girl status okay. you know and he like they did a spin-off version of it called uh jamie uh like high school girl or something. Anyway, either way, check it out if you want to. But okay. I think that was really, really creatively done well. Interesting. <laughs> Great. Yeah, awesome. Cool. So, uh, do we want to get into some listener feedback? Yeah. Listener feedback. Yeah. There's a bunch on the Facebook, I found. Are we already on at feedback? Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, we got one here from uh, Stephen, Stephen Vella, and it's on the Facebook, and it says, uh, Oh, Sean ellipses filming incest at gunpoint and i think that's a reference to <laughs> which episode was that when you talked about that every I'm episode sure. if you if we didn't Basically. cut everything out <laughs> and it says i'm appalled and somewhat strangely i'm laughing keep your brother calling akbar and i'll keep listening <laughs> i also wanted to throw you a challenge uh, throwing us to us and the neuronomy crew get roxy to call akbar and I say to that, challenge accepted, sir, because I actually have never, I don't know what's wrong with me or why. You've never called Akbar on the show, not anything that's made the episode. You want to know oh, why? Well, no. I don't and think Because you're just like me, Roxy. You have You've no also second, you've seconded an, an Akbar that I've called on Sean on Twitter. Thank you. So, okay, so by proxy, I guess I called Akbar. Yeah. <laughs> you guys but that's called okay. Akbar on me on Twitter. When was that? Um, you responded to it and you said because it wasn't on the air or on the re- during recording oh, it doesn't right. count. Yeah, mm-hmm. what was it? I can't remember. I don't remember because it was offensive. Oh well. Mm-hmm. I remember I was actually legitimately offended on that one and I was really kind of annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another feedback from Steven and it says just listened just finished listening to Let's Teabag the Moon great episode <laughs> even with with Sean off doing no, God that was knows an awesome what. episode I enjoyed listening yeah, to that man. so much and uh, it says here nice to hear Eric back talking movies although he could have tried harder to work some more Egypt into the conversation <laughs> <laughs> oh and I need more of Sarah's English accent 
And this is, it, mm-hmm. it, it's so sad that Eric now cannot be accepted unless he makes a reference to the ancient Egyptians. There we go. Um, we'll have to share that feedback with him. Yeah. But speaking of Sarah's accents. Oh my God. Recently, Dude, one of our listeners, Albert Napoleon. Albert. Albert. Recently posted a rather, let's say, shall we say, magical. Detailed. Orgasmic. Beautiful and just all around perfect mm-hmm. illustrated portrayal of our beloved Estelle. Oh, God. It was so, <laughs> so great. It was a wonderful moment. It, it in like, our and lives. the fact that he, okay, here's, here's the perfect part, and I'm so glad that this came through, <laughs> but he actually channeled her with her elbow propped up holding the cigarette. <laughs> and no joke to all the people who have seen me do Estelle. That is exactly what I do is I prop my arm up and I hold up a cigarette as if I'm talking to people and I, yeah. I don't smoke, but like I'm definitely just doing this as I'm doing the character and the fact that it actually came through. That's um, amazing. Superb. That's what does it say here? It says Estelle, awesome. star maker, lover of the rich and famous, lifetime member of the Betty Ford Clinic. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Let Sarah say the line yeah. that's at the bottom of that fucking photo because yeah. it's so yeah. perfect. Yeah. Uh, did I know Judy Garland? Honey, who do you think put her head in that toilet? <laughs> <laughs> I love the little picture in the corner of it says XO to Estelle, X Mickey Rooney. Yeah, it looks like I thought it was a baby at first. I was like, why is she a baby? baby. <laughs> it's funny. Um, we also got a couple of hit ups on Twitter uh, this week, so we want to share. I'll just fire them off real quick. Uh, first of all, we got. From my favorite of the week, El Fuego Pistola, uh, John wrote, Happy Freedom Boner Day at Nerdonomy. <laughs> We've also... Freedom Boner Day. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, of course, we responded to Albert. who just made us all it's so just, goddamn happy. That seriously made my 4th of July. I, yeah. I almost peed myself a little, and yeah. I my heart was literally a flutter. Mm-hmm. While I was I was standing in line at the Gap yeah. <laughs> when I saw that, and I was um, like so excited. Kind of epic show, of course. Uh, they, they tweeted us, Great episode of Nerds on Film. Perhaps next Canada Day, you could do a Strange Brew episode. Ooh. Also, David Beckham's be right good. foot. Um, <laughs> yes. So, uh, for those who are not Canadian, uh, the, the Canadian Independence Day is like the day before. It's July 1st. It's July 1st, right. It's three days before. Yeah. Uh, I know that because I used to be one. Yeah. <laughs> I used to so, be one. I used to be one. I don't like the males. Because I used to be one. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> uh-huh. I was born in Canada, y'all. I get used you to say, it. You remember that I want to know how many children you have. <laughs> Get back in your sail. Get back in your sail. <laughs> Don't make me get the hose. Don't make me get the hose. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, always a good time for a Mrs. Doubtfire. I am Job. I am Job. What? I'm sorry, the position has been filled. M. Jump! I had jump. <laughs> oh, Steiner Street. How lovely. Steiner Street, how lovely. <laughs> we need to do a Mrs. Zapphire episode. Always yes, yes, Mrs. Zapphire quotes. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, I have Twitter <laughs> shit. Can you make me a woman? Oh, I'm so hey, happy. Well, yeah, we've got like one mother. Uh, we have one other piece of feedback from oh, okay. Laura about the Patriot. Um, and oh, yeah. it says, subject in defense, parentheses, well, not totally, of the Patriot. Um, and it's a longer one, so I'm not going to read it all just because we're pressed for time. However, um, basically, uh, Laura is a daughter of the Revolution. Um, cool. And she is from South Carolina. And she said that going to see that movie with her mom and her brother um, really inspired her whole family to actually go back into their own history um, and look up, you know, kind of their family's past with the American Revolution to some, like, really great discoveries for her 
for her family, which was really interesting. And um, and she basically just kind of wanted to say, yes, you know, people do need to go into these movies with a grain of salt, but that historical fiction movies can still be really inspiring for yeah. people so you can't completely hate on it which is fine we totally understand yep. and then she did have a correction saying that the South Carolina state flag actually has a palmetto tree on it as it is our state symbol though I can understand why you guys being from California would mistake it for a palm tree the only thing I know about <laughs> wow. a palmetto is that it's a really good drink yeah. Um, yeah. that is actually instead of it's like a Manhattan but instead of bourbon you use and an there's a aged shade of rum. blue named palmetto as well yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. what's so. the you lost me at the removal of bourbon. But you add the rum, so yeah. no, it's okay. No, um, it makes it more southern. All the way. We are such Californians. We just one, immediately talk about alcohol. <laughs> there was one thing that she that we didn't mention that she did mention, which is that um, as a cool little fact, mm-hmm. like some of her family's, her ancestors' like property is in the film. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, 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 it was. I think her her family's property was used as the mansion. I think. Yeah, or, no, it was uh, used, well, it was the, used props, as the original the Martin props. House, and that um, yeah. it is still a museum to this day. You can go in and see all that, and it was perfect for them to film it because that stuff was already all there for the most part, and they just had to move some yeah. things around. Right. Right. Mm, that's so, so cool. Still yeah. pretty nifty. Yeah. So thank you so much, Laura, for chiming in with that. Awesome. Props to you, girl. Awesome yeah, stuff. Laura, that was and thank sweet. you for listening. I had a little feedback from Motion Picture Meltdown on Twitter that is a fucking life-changing event, everyone. (laughs) Motion Picture Meltdown says, At Big Sean Mo, I know you have your heart set on Long Dong Silver. And oh, did I? Did I ever have my heart set on Long Dong Silver? My Twitter (laughs) handle that it will never be mine because the douchebag won't respond. But would you settle... Sorry, going back to the Twitter (laughs) post. But would you settle for the boondock taint? And my response... And yes. there you go. <laughs> and my response was, hello, new podcast handle, and said that I would say it. So for the last four days, I have had the Twitter handle at the boondock taint, D-A-B-O-O-N-D-O-C-K-T-A-I-N-T, if anybody doesn't know how to say boondock or taint, which... T-A-I-N-T. Yes, but because you couldn't, it was too many characters to put the T-H-E in there, I had to go D-A. So... The boondock is taint, taint is saying as in some horrifyingly offensive things to the internet. You should go out there mm. and check it out. He may or may not be me, but still, it's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. And when you say taint, you really kind of talk about yeah. it. Like I said, the folks said is taint as in too corrupt or the fleshy fun bridge. The grundle. Yeah, the, fun, the fun bridge, man. The, the no gooch. man's land. The gooch. The grundle. <laughs> the grundle pad. The grundle. Well, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> and on that so, note, everybody. No, 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 no. If you guys like to give us, giving us that feedback, you can continue to hit us up on our Facebook pages and on Twitter at Nerdonomy. Um, but you can also go to our website, nerdonomy.com, and click on that feedback button to give us some feedback directly. And what you can also do when you're there, guys. Guys, what else can you do when you're on nerdonomy.com? Jack off to our pictures. Yes. <laughs> I jumped um, to my own that's picture a, that's, on there, that's, so that's, that's awesome. That's definitely <laughs> an option, you sure. Go to the, uh, the nerds section of the website. Um, <laughs> Meet the nerds. That explains why Roxy's picture has been downloaded like 6,000 times. Yeah, thanks, um, guys. Wow. <laughs> Damn, Roxy. That was all me. I that was 6,000. I Did you notice that 6,000 times it saw my IP address? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Wow. I know it was going to come out eventually, and I'm sorry. It's just I'm working on this. Um, boy did it. Hey, how sticky is your space bar, Sean? <laughs> how sticky is your space <laughs> How sticky is it? Um, how about <laughs> you guys... I was thinking more like the donate button, but that works. <laughs> well, there's that, know. too. That, too. <laughs> Jerk the and donate, donate button Jerk is like donate. Neuronomy's clitoris. Every time you click it, we have smiles on our face. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Oh. No, I didn't know that. That's actually Could you make the button on the website look like a clitoris? That would be amazing. Oh, my God. No. I'm not doing that. People would just be like, oh, oh. Okay, I'll just click that. Or no, that's too hard to see. Click to see what happens. And then be like, after you donate like a certain amount of dollars, then like something a very graphic animation happens the nerdonomy <laughs> banner at the top of the website explodes into like yes. white jizz <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even going there it's, that is... quick we need a web designer <laughs> we need a web designer <laughs> oh, i'm sorry if you have a background in word if you have a background in wordpress and working for adult film sites um <laughs> we want to talk to you no i'm kidding um, working knowledge of the female genitalia yeah. Yeah. um <laughs> Working so anyway. knowledge, she says. <laughs> <laughs> well, working knowledge. You know, hey, there's a difference between a working, a working knowledge, knowledge and a textbook knowledge. Genitalia. Let's just be fair. Theoretical yeah. knowledge and a working knowledge. Okay, I, yeah. I'll buy that. We all took I'll human sexuality that. at one point in college, but did we actually do human sexuality? I don't know. It uh, depends on on uh, on the person, I would say. Exactly. It depends on your college experience. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> free t-shirt no, to any fan that submits a resume to one of our email addresses that says in can I qualifications, close please working please. knowledge of the female genitalia <laughs> please Moving right for along. the love of god and the sake of your own body let me close <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> so alright folks it's that time so until we meet again stay nerdy and tune in to us next week same nerd time same nerd channel nerdonomy.com bye see ya Bye-bye. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex i just hate you and i hate your ass face i think that one's it that was good